everyone we're back last one of the season woo woo is it i guess it's the last one of the season i mean i feel like i guess it's the last one of the premier league season yeah it kind of feels like i don't know i guess my brain was just thinking like domestic season which i don't consider over until like everything is over but well i'm done so it's done for me (sighs) she's not done no, I got two weeks left, but uh, or I guess more like ten days, but yeah. Anyways, let's I guess get into it. Not really. Anyway, we're gonna talk about the Premier League. What happened on Championship Sunday, and then promotions throughout, just like English football in general, and then we'll move through some of the other stuff as we go. Um, Final standings. Yeah, but Championship I, Sunday. Let's just run through uh, what the league looked like in the very end. Most things have been kind of set, but we'll run through the things that changed or were like set in stone. The first thing being the top four. Yeah, European spots were more or less set before. Well, they were set before Championship Sunday. Um, first set place and second place was already decided, as you well know, City Arsenal. Um, and then we knew that United and Newcastle were going to be um, third and fourth. Yeah. We didn't know precisely which order, I believe, going into Championship Sunday, but um, yeah, they ended United in third and Newcastle in fourth. In uh, European spots for the Europa League next year, uh, Liverpool finished fifth, um, Brighton in sixth. Um, and Aston Villa finished in uh, seventh for the uh, Europa Conference League. League. And as course, a Arsenal fan, we must shit on the fact that Spurs is in eighth place and not in Europe. Haha. Now, I guess technically, that could change if City wins the Champions League. Yeah. Another reason why we should all be rooting for Inter Milan, Arsenal fans. Sorry. Um, North London is red. Well, I made a very funny, or I sent a very taunting text. to my friend Isaac who is a Liverpool fan and I said all right buddy so does this mean that you're rooting for City in the Champions League final so Liverpool can play in the Champions League (laughs) and he said honestly it's a hard one I haven't decided yet so this is last week that's so this was this was this was right after City officially won the league so this was last week um but I don't know what he ultimately decided. Isaac, if you're listening to this, you're welcome to let me know. Um, I'll let but you know I on actual Champions funny. League. I thought that day. was quite funny. Um, it is funny. I, I mean, it could. I mean, it would shake. I mean, not like it would matter. It would shake it up. It would put Aston Villa in the Europa League. So, um, yeah, things would get a little get a little funky um, if that happened. But anyway, that anyway, is and that's then, a European what happens, spot. What happens if they win the FA Cup? Two. Then, then does Brent Brentford get in as well? I feel like there's a limit somewhere. Is there? Has this ever happened before? I mean, it must have at some point when someone won the trouble. No, but like, what if? But what if Man United wins the FA Cup? Right. Either way, somebody in a Champions League spot wins the FA Cup. So I think there's we gotta look. I feel like the don't you rules... get into but don't you get into the Europa League if you win the FA Cup? Yeah. So like but if, if a they Champions win, League team wins the FA Cup, is there an extra Europa but then League? Spot? It opens 
I don't know. We need to, we should have looked this up before we, we started This recording. was something that we did not um, consider when we started. Hold on. What happens if Man United wins the FA Cup for a Europe uh, running league? Oh, here we go. Since Manchester United have now finished inside Premier League top four, they are guaranteed to play in the Champions League. So the Europa League berth that is granted to the FA Cup winner will be transferred to sixth place Brighton. But Brighton's in the Europa League. This, I think, happened seven days ago. So, what? This is confusing to me. Oh, if Man United win the Europa League, they will automatically Okay, they've for- changed. So, here it is. They've changed the rules yes they have i'm reading this as well sorry guys on the podcast we learn new things all the time as we record so they've changed the rules now where it used to be if you know if the champions league winner already had a champions league spot then another team um is that not true at all it's not anymore well shit i guess it really isn't gonna root for city it used to be um but it is not anymore apparently now a team also qualifies for the Champions League based on domestic league finish. The unfilled spot goes to a different country that does not already have a direct berth in the group stage. Okay, I understand that that's probably better for like representation within the Champions League. Totally get it's it. Less it's funny. not as fucking fun. It's always fun. It's not as funny. It's not as yeah. funny. Sad. All right. Well, slight bitterness. Like, totally on board with that, honestly, because probably better for overall like football. But not for my entertainment. So forget literally everything that we just forget said. Forget everything we were just talking about. Uh, no matter we're liars. Thing, those spots we are, are not set. up to date. And the best um, part is Tottenham has no shot. So haha, haha. All right. Um. um anyway, I don't know. If I do think me- it's a real shame that they changed that rule, though, because think it would have been so funny to see Liverpool fans that torn. Yeah, but clearly yeah. Liverpool fans don't know that's a rule. So watch them all be rooting for City and then it doesn't matter. Well, maybe it's not Liverpool fans at large who didn't know that the rule changed. Maybe it was just Isaac. Still would be funny. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, Isaac really thought that he had to root for... It would. It would be funny because Isaac is a really big hater. Um, which I'm not... I do not say derogatorily. I am also a really big hater, so... Anyways. <laughs> Everybody else, um, after those European spots, stuff gets not that interesting for quite some places uh, because it doesn't really matter between Isn't that the and... fact that uh, Ch- uh, uh, Chelsea uh, was in the second half of the table? Yeah, Chelsea ended up finishing 12th. Yikes. I think they're, they're actually closer only to 10 the bottom. Points. They're only 10 points above the 18th place first relegated team yeah they only they're have 10 closer goals. to the relegation than they are to the t- uh, like top four by a lot by a lot by almost they're they're 10 points above relegation they are almost 30 points off fourth place yep whoopsie chelsea they're they're 27 points fourth place and so people are out here talking hilarious. about them ending in the top four next year and i'm like all right We'll see what happens because really who fucking knows at this point, but um, let's go down to relegation. So we were talking the last time we spoke 
Um, there were three teams uh, in the relegation battle, Everton, Leicester, and Leeds. Um, Everton were in the best position. All they had to do was win on championship um, Sunday. And yeah. when they did, so Everton uh, does stay up. That meant Leicester and Leeds were both relegated. Um, this I saw a very an... funny... Oh, yeah. So very funny thing. You both sent this. I know you saw this as well. But um, we we had a little giggle about the fact that Leicester was promoted, won the, won the league, and relegated. In all of that has happened since Tottenham last won anything. Yes, because, again, we like to shit on Tottenham. Yeah, because fuck Spurs. Fuck Spurs. Um, um, <laughs> That's like the slogan of this podcast, oddly. Fuck um, Spurs. Um, yeah. But yeah, Everton kind of once again stayed up by the skin of their teeth. It was actually really um, interesting because I uh, Arsenal won their game 5-0. So like I was watching it, but then we were also watching the Everton game. Um, and they obviously went into the second half. They, they had to win, right? So it was kind of like balls in your court, just win. And yeah. um, the announcers were like, they need one goal. They only are capable of getting one goal. And they got one goal. Um, but afterward, in like the celebrations, firstly, the PA announcer was like, please don't storm the field. Of course, then people storm the field. Like, well, they did that. They did that at City when City won the league too and they literally won it before the game and they said please don't storm the field and they like, all stormed the field probably anyway gave them, probably gave them an idea but the most interesting thing was they were talking the announcers or whoever were talking they were like Everton fans are split they're obviously very glad not to have been relegated but they're also like really really angry that they were even in this position in the first place so like there's almost, it seems like there might be some sentiment of, oh, we should have gotten relegated to be able to fix what the hell's going on with this club because some fans are worried that, like, the fact that they didn't, didn't get relegated meant that nothing will actually change. So I just thought that was a really interesting dynamic. Um, that is interesting. And, like, obviously, ultimately, you never want to be relegated, but it was a very interesting, like, perspective that they're like, thank God we didn't, but, like, if the system that's in place that put us in this position of almost getting relegated isn't changed, then like we're just gonna be here again. Anyway. Yeah. So good on Everton for staying up. Um Everton have stayed up by the skin of their teeth two years in a row now. I would like to say um, if I did I think say that a... Everton couldn't do worse than last year. And ultimately they didn't because they stayed up, though they almost did get relegated. Yeah, so um yeah, so Leicester and Leeds are the teams that were relegated along with Southampton. Um a bit of a bummer for Leeds. Um I saw a really interesting stat actually or a graph basically. Somebody had made a graph of the points that Leeds had over the season. Yeah. And there's a they somebody made a nice little circle around where Tyler Adams got injured. Yep. Yeah, and you can see it go down from there. Um, so I know the Americans have gotten quite a bit of shtick with Leeds. I think that's pretty generally unfair. Um, 
because ultimately I, there's no way on the planet that you can blame uh you know Tyler Adams because I think had Tyler Adams been healthy the whole season they may very well have stayed up um yeah. and he yeah. got injured so that's you can't really blame Tyler Adams um and you know I don't know I think then you blame two guys who didn't necessarily play all the time I also think there was something interesting somebody said that their record while not great under Jesse Marsh was actually better under Jesse Marsh than it is after they fired Jesse Marsh yeah um yeah so that was interesting. I almost feel like, though, it kind of shows that it might not have been the manager who was the problem. Like, something I don't, was just, like... And and you know what? Sometimes it's... That's right. Like, I but think... But the only thing that a club can do in the moment is fire yes, the manager. So and that's, that's the do. thing, right? Like, I think you can talk about Chelsea in a very similar way. Like, yeah, Tuchel wasn't the problem. Potter wasn't the problem. Like, the, the manager isn't the problem at Chelsea. Um just like I don't think the manager was really the problem at Leeds there's deeper problems there so but like you were saying the only thing you can do in that moment is fire your manager and hope it sparks you know a new manager bounce essentially um but I do actually want to um that's sort of I guess the wrap-up but I did want us to I went last week and i went and took and listened to our uh predictions episode (laughs) from uh before the season yeah and i and i clipped everything um for us so i will play back some of those clips over the next period of time um that you hear but i did want us want us to reflect back on our predictions um (sighs) from the you know from august essentially how did we do um how did we do but we also had some predictions about a couple of different specific teams um and then also um that i clipped because i thought they were funny um and then also some about some specific players um and you know, our top four predictions, but I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about, so we made some prediction predictions about crystal palace, which they ended in 12th place. So middle of the road, I don't see anything changing that there this season. Yeah, I'd agree. So we essentially said that we think crystal palace is going to stay roughly where they were the previous year, which felt relatively accurate. I don't know where they ended last year now, but yeah, they ended up, they ended above Chelsea. So honestly, they did better. Um, this is our predictions for Leicester. All right, Leicester. Next up, honestly, they ended in eighth, eighth, eighth. Yeah, place. I expect them to perform fairly similarly this year. I do too. I don't see any changes really. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> No, we were super wrong about Lester. Yeah, uh, so sorry. Whoops. Whoopsie daisy. I mean, rat like valid. Like, who actually thought Lester was going to get relegated at the beginning yeah. of the season? Like, yeah. I don't think that we like, were far off of the general consensus on that. No. Okay. Ever. These are our, our more particularly what you said about Everton. She's funny. 
I'd like to say Everton probably can't have a worse season than they had last year. Unless they get relegated. Unless they get relegated. So, (laughs) um, hilarious, man. You you were right, really. I was right in the end. They we're did really not close. get relegated in the end, but that would have been that would have that was already quite funny. But that would have been even funnier um, had they had they gotten relegated. Um, we we were also think had... about this quote like last week or whatever. Yeah. And we're like, we really nailed it on this. <laughs> um, all right, we have some predictions about West Ham. Um, Declan Rice always wants to leave. Declan Rice never leaves. <laughs> never leaves. He's there forever. He's just gonna be there. Where did they end last year? They did. They ended pretty well, but choked late to just miss out on Europe. Yeah. I expect them to be gunning for Europe again. I think so too. I don't see any difference. I think they will be. I think we should be good. Well, um, we we were weirdly both right and wrong about that because while they weren't really gunning for a European spot, they are in the Europa Conference League final. Yeah, so I'm confused by them. So, also, Declan Rice is probably leaving. So yeah, so the <laughs> Declan Rice always wants to leave. Declan Rice might really leave this time. It actually seems like he's gonna leave this time. Yeah. So we'll so. We'll, <laughs> we'll keep you updated on that. But that one's <laughs> funny. Um, let me see. Do 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 do. Uh, here's a good one. Rachel, listen to this. People are listening and don't have a Premier League team. Please become Nottingham Forest fans for the season. Really? Nottingham Forest. They had the best name. And for some reason, they always beat Arsenal in the FA Cup. So I like them. Yes, Nottingham Forest. I was right. I was right. right. Forest did stay up. They were kind of a team to be a fan of. Um, They just have such a good name. They were a good story. They're like a perennial, like, they used to be so damn good, and then they like, fell off. And it's just so great to have them back in the Premier League. Their yeah. mascot is a freaking tree. Like, <laughs> come on. Anyway, I'm still on the Nottingham Forest bandwagon. We love it. We love it. Um, here's what we had to say about Arsenal briefly. We have the chance to do well. Top four potentially in our grasp this year. I think so. So well. I was right. You were right. Not I only so, I said so uncertain. I was like, I don't want to jinx it, but we maybe yeah. top four. Yeah. Um, that was our so those were the specific uh team sort of um, funny ones that we had. That were worth noting. I made a couple of predictions about um specific players particularly some things that i said about jack Grealish, but i'm actually going to play what i said about alvarez first ah yes but i'm also pretty excited about uh alvarez um yeah, I, he looked he looked good in the community show i know he scored yesterday um i think he's exciting he's young um so so yeah i was really right about alvarez um, but I was even more right about the clips that I'm going to play next. And I've been gloating about these gloating, gloating, but I'm going to play it for you anyway to gloat. Ugh, I'm rolling my eyes. And I'm saying this now I've said it to a couple people individually, but I'm saying it here on the record. Graylish is going to blow up this year. Just, I feel like he's break. He's going to break through. I feel like he's going to connect really well with Holland. Um, 
what did I say? I said, he's going to blow up. I said, he's going to break through. I said, he's going to really connect with Holland. I was fucking three on Jack Graylish. So I'm applauding. I'm applauding. Good job. Good job. Um, Let's go. Um, Shall we, shall we take a listen to um, our top four predictions from the end of the season? Yes. Yes. Actually a lot better than a lot of other people. Well, you're you have you're better than me because I picked Spurs, but I've been seeing a lot of of people like looking back on their top four predictions, and a lot of people. There's a good chunk of people who didn't get anyone right other than City. Oh um, well, then we're we doing good. So honestly, this is this is what we had to say. Gonna predict a top four for the season. Yeah, I got it. City, not not necessarily in order. Maybe. City, Liverpool. Again? Arsenal. Uh, I got to do it. I'm not saying they're going to be in third place, but I think they might be in the top I got four. You. I got you. City, Liverpool, Arsenal. Who's your fourth? Tottenham? Chelsea? Tottenham. I'll go Tottenham. I don't like that as an Arsenal fan. Okay, I'm going to agree with you on, I'm going to say City, Liverpool, and Arsenal, but I am going to throw in, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for a bit of a wild card here, and I'm going to say Ten Hag's going to pull shit together at Man U. Ooh, okay, yeah, I like that. I think Man I I mean, yeah. This is partially wishful thinking and partially whatever, but I think we're going to finish one City, two Liverpool, three Arsenal, four Man U. I did pretty good. That was pretty good. I will say too, I love my like not in a specific order. Maybe Arsenal will get third. Ugh. <laughs> it wasn't the right order because they got second. So also yeah, we flubbed so- it on Liverpool, but I don't think anyone we probably picked that yeah, Liverpool wasn't going to do it. Also, I don't doubt anyone picked Newcastle in. So I think our confidence of the Man City Arsenal being in the top four was pretty good. Yeah. And, um, I definitely am. I remember very distinctly. Um, I didn't go and pull this clip, but I remember this very is so funny. Like a couple weeks after this, like a couple weeks into the season, you asked me if I wanted to revise. Yeah, my- don't you remember they lost like three in a row? And I was like, yeah, dude, like, do you still think they're gonna well, end this? You want to revise your pick about me and you being in the top four? And I said, No, I do not. I'm sticking to my gun. Yeah, it was good and for I, you. And I, mean, I was right. Like, like man, you definitely. I mean, they got their, like, it's funny too, right? Like, man, you got their shit together while Chelsea did not get their shit together, which I just think is interesting following the trajectories of the two team and how Ten Hag basically, like, kicked Ronaldo out and was like, I yeah, well, I was just, team. So I just think I that's was, an interesting dynamic. I was just talking to my sisters, um, who, two of my sisters are, are United fans. Um, they were just, you know, with me this weekend and we were talking about that and we were sort of talking about the season being over and we were all kind of like, I cannot believe that the whole Ronaldo thing was this year. Yeah, that's insane. That feels like so long ago now. Yeah. Um, that like, how can that have been, you know, year? It's like, wild. It's really wild. I, yeah, really struggled with that. I feel like this season has felt really it really feels like two seasons but there's yeah because of the world Cup. yeah there's before the world cup and after the world cup um which has made it feel really strangely like 
I, in my head, I'm like, oh, Phil Foden hasn't had a great year. That's actually not true. Um, he hasn't had a lot of playing time since the World Cup because he was injured and then he had his appendix situation. There was that. But before the World Cup, he was fantastic. Yeah, he was on fire he, then. Numbers-wise, he's had one of his best seasons. Um, and he only really played half the season. And, like, you remember there was that spell where De Bruyne was kind of a mess. And, like, the whole Cancelo thing at City was earlier this year. Like, it just feels like this season has been so, 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 so yeah. long. Um thing I wanted to bring up with the sort of Premier League generally do you have anything you else you want to talk about the Premier League generally no except I I do sometimes I I at night when I worry I wonder if Arsenal blew our layer chance um I just don't know if we'll have the shot that we did like next year like again especially because you can't anticipate like Chelsea to have such a shit season or like Liverpool, Liverpool to not be good and it's not to say that I'm not confident that Arsenal has it in us to beat those teams I just don't think it will have been hand like and I also don't want to say it's been handed to us because they played really well and they beat those teams yeah but I think it's going to be really really crowded at the top yeah. and it felt less crowded this year it like yeah and Again, maybe this was a learning experience and we'll just be on like track and we'll know how to do it and we'll be able to keep winning and it'll be fine. But there's a little bit of a, ah, uh, because this was kind of the chance and I don't know if yeah. we get that chance like that for another couple of years. Just You just don't know. Um, The notes that, the last notes that I really had are sort of about the end of the season awards. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, Holland won the Golden Boot. Um, De Bruyne won Playmaker of the season. He is, I think they said, the first person to ever do that, have mo- the most assists in the Premier League four years in a row. Um, anyways, um, David De Gea won the Golden Glove, which I was really baffled by. And then I realized... Um, that United seem to either get blown out or not concede any goals. Yeah. Like United if... never lost like one nothing. They either lost like five nothing or they didn't concede at all. Yeah. So he had the most um, clean sheets clean by far. Sheets. But this actually prompted a conversation with my sisters again, where we were kind of talking about how that kind of seems like a bullshit um, metric in terms of that. Uh, yeah determining like the goalkeeper award really like clean sheet number of clean sheets because that's so dependent on the team and the defense in front of you like you know it's never conversation once about Allison and Liverpool yeah and that I've had this conversation sort of in general about Ederson before and that I I think Ederson's a great goalkeeper but he doesn't face anywhere near the amount of volume of shots that you know some of the mid-table teams see and I think a better metric for who the best goalkeeper really would be like safe percentage right like of the shots that you 
receive, like how many do you save? And they won't probably ever change that, but I just wanted to throw that out there. No, um, yeah. Well, one manager of the year from several sources of which there are many. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I don't think anyone's surprised by that. I think you could have made an argument to give it to Deserby at Brighton. I think you could have made an argument to get it, give it to Eddie Howe at Newcastle. Um, I think if Arsenal hadn't had that sort of choke streak, you could have given it to Arteta, but I think that sort of streak towards the end there makes it hard to give it to him, even if that's not necessarily his fault. Um, but Pep Guardiola won them all. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit bothered by this next thing. And I, you probably are too, but even as a City fan, I'm bothered by it. Erling Holland won both player of PFA Player of the Year and PFA Young Player of the Year. Yeah, I'm bothered by this. I don't understand how that's allowed. No, it's stupid. It's really stupid. And I guess they're they're like, you know, they're voted on separately, but I just don't get how that can be. Like, and we've had discussions about young player of the year before. Um, because Phil Foden won it two years in a row. And while I think you can probably truthfully make the argument that in both of those seasons, he was the best under 23 player in the Premier League, that doesn't necessarily mean that he should win it two years in a row. Um, we, I think we had that conversation last year after he won it again, because um, we were sort of talking about how maybe it should be should be more of a breakthrough player of the year rather than yeah. a young under 23 player of the year because yeah okay Erling Holland is under 23 he probably is the under 23 player best under player under the age of 23 but that doesn't mean he should be young player of the year like I don't I also just don't I just feel like it's ridiculous that he's allowed to win both awards no I find it very annoying not just because I had Arsenal players up for that award which I did. Like, but it's just like stupid. It's just like change yeah, the damn like, how award. How can he like, win both? How you can just be able both? to do like I don't know. Like other sports have like rookie of the year, and I know it's yeah, not really like, the same. But you could. But say, that's why like, it was like the first time you play X amount of minutes in the Premier League that season. Like that makes you eligible. You know, like like we. What I was saying is like breakthrough player of the year, right? Like, yeah. you know, I think like for example, like. Um, what's his name? And CISO from yeah, Brighton, yeah. I think is probably a more like even Saka. I don't think it's really it would be appropriate. He's no, a great player. I don't, I don't so think it would either. be appropriate for him to win Young Player of the Year. He's been an established player. I mean, really I, but to me, you know to me, me like, it's better for him to win because he's never won it before. Yes, and, and he's right? not like, winning he's Player never, of the Year. Like, and he's not my winning, issue. So my I issue care I with just, Holland winning it is that he won both. Yeah. Like, if Holland had won Young Player of the Year and De Bruyne had won Player of the Year, I'd have been okay with that, yeah. obviously. But I just think it's really silly that he can win both. And I think it's also, yeah, like, I think the Young Player of the Year award should be about a newcomer to the league. And, like, yes, okay, this is Holland's first year in the Premier League, but he's not a he's not a newcomer in the same way. You know what I mean? He's a really high-profile player. Um you know, I feel like somebody like NCSO or, you know, 
if I'm trying to think of some other ones, but that's the one that's that's just the one that's popping into my head right now. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you could even... make the argument that like Martinelli might be able to do that as sure. like, a breakout yeah. season, right? Totally, right. And he's relatively young too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, you know, even like Alvarez, like Julian Alvarez, I think would have been more appropriate. Yeah. Um, you know. And I think the first year Phil Foden won it, it was appropriate for him to win it. Yeah. Because it was sort of his, like, first year as, like, an established sort of, like, regular player in the first team. He was 20, you know, like, that was appropriate. But I just feel like, yeah, I just feel like they need to, they need to maybe make some, some adjustments on the qualifications for these awards because, like, yeah, it just, it feels like it shouldn't be allowed. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to win young player and grown player of the year like at the same time some last quick things on england luton town has joined sheffield united and bar burnley burnley um and being promoted to the premier league is it actually burnley or is it barnsley which one is it burnley it's burnley okay thank god um it's burnley Luton Town now has to renovate their stadium in order for it to be compliant with the Premier League standards over the summer. So that will be exciting, um, but really fun for them. I'll be really, really interested to see how they renovate this stadium because right now the entrances to the stadium is like between houses. It's literally smack dab in the middle of the town. Like you probably could sit like, like the entrance like people's is houses in are backyard yeah it's literally like the in the alleyway between houses yeah like, so it's really cool I honestly think why do you need to renovate I think that part of the Premier League should be playing all different size stadiums but whatever um and then that being said what was the last thing oh um Sheffield Wednesday who we talked about whoever knows when with their epic comeback did complete the story and are getting promoted into the championship which yeah. is quite exciting for them um, and hope they do well there. Anything else to say on that? Mm, no. All right. Although I think there is, I believe, a player on Luton Town who is like the first player ever to go from the National League all the way up to the Premier League. Oh, I forget funny. his name. Oh, I know who you're talking about too, and I forget his name too. Yeah, I forget his name, but that was like he has stayed on the team since they were, you know, really far down. Yeah. So um that's really fun, I think. Um we'll see what happens there, but we're gonna move along, I think, to a heartache. AKA the Bundesliga. Now, let's just be honest. I mean, did we think that Dortmund wasn't going to bottle it? I don't know. But things were looking up for them on the last day. Here's the thing. Honestly, I thought they would bottle it the week before. I did too. They really got our hopes up. So when they didn't bottle it the week before, I thought, all right, they'll get the job done. They play at home on the final day. You know, they'll they'll get it done. funny thing that... The trophy that Bayern was handed at their game was a fake because the real one was in Dortmund. Was in Dortmund. Yep. Because they had to make the decision that was, and they thought that they, they were going to win. Because all they because they were playing. Who are they playing? Mainz. Um, who are like mid table. Yeah. yeah. At home, and they literally just had to win. 
they went down two nothing. They did claw back to tie two two, but too little, too late. Really, yep. honestly, it was aside from the even aside from like the outcome of the game, it was incredibly disappointing because it just seemed like like watching the game, it didn't feel like the Dortmund players felt any kind of urgency. I until like the very last until like the last three minutes like and honestly I felt like Gio Reyna set up both of Dortmund's goals when he came on but Jude Bellingham didn't play at all Uh, he was injured. injured here's the thing that bothers me about that though like he's he was a an available substitute on the bench yeah and I just don't he clearly was not fit to play right like he clearly was not fit to play so I don't understand why he gets named as a substitute on the bench because I was sitting there going if he's fit enough to be a substitute he should come in so he's clearly not fit enough to come in even in this desperation moment right even in this you know I feel like if you name an injured player to your to your bench right you name the injured player to your bench with the idea that in a desperate moment he's fit enough even if he's not full enough he's fit enough that you can put him in for the last 10 minutes in that desperate moment yeah he clearly was not fit enough for that no he wasn't was he would have done it and i just that is Jude Bellingham is who I really feel gutted for um, because I cannot imagine standing on the sideline knowing that you could change the outcome of this game and this season and not being able to do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was talking to my friend Logan, who's a Bayern fan, and he was actually really disappointed, um, strangely enough. Even, like, people who aren't Dortmund fans really, really, really wanted Dortmund to win this so that the, the, the Bayern streak was broken. It was better for the league. Everybody kind of yeah. wanted it. Um. And I think the tragedy of it really is that it seems like it felt like with the exception of like two or three players, none of the Dortmund players really felt like they were ever going to win it. Yeah. I don't know why that was though. Like it almost like it did kind of feel like that. I'm like, why did you have such self doubt in that moment? Like why you had one game. All you needed to do was win one game. Yeah. And I don't understand why for 90 minutes you couldn't play the best game. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand either. And it's so disappointing on several levels that they couldn't find that in them. Especially because, you know, how Dortmund is, they are in many ways. A, a transition team as yeah. players move from the lower leagues 
um, you know, Austria, whatnot, or, or lower teams in, in various things. They go to Dortmund, they develop for a few years, and then they go off to the big boys. You know, they get their first dip into the Champions League, basically, and then they go to the big boys. And, you know, Jude Bellingham, who it seems like is going to be at Madrid next year, um, who honestly seem like they desperately need Jude Bellingham. Um, yeah. You know, who won Bundesliga Player of the Year. Uh, Jude Bellingham did. You know, uh, apparently uh, Dahoud is maybe going to Brighton. Uh, Rafa Guerrero is is who's been at Dortmund for quite some time now is probably leaving as well. Um, I give Kareem Adeyemi a year max. Um, yeah, that's the sad, you know, right? Like they only get this shot every like five years or so because it's when all their players their are time, like, at the top yeah. right before they leave. So I think that that sort of adds a, another disappointing layer to it because it's not going to be the same team next year. And, like, God, Marco Royce, like, is allergic to winning the fucking Bundesliga. Like, he can't, he can't win it. He cannot win it. Like, I I really don't understand. I, yeah, it's it's really disappointing there. Um, there's really not much else to say about it other than it's a tremendous disappointment really kind of all around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, very quick wrap-up um, on the WSL. Chelsea won. Uh, they kind of had it in their hands at the end um, and won their game to win out. Man United got second, and Arsenal goes through on goal differential um, in third place for the Champions League. They go through instead of City. So, woo-woo for Arsenal. Um, so that's kind of a Kind of the end of the season, but not the end of the season if you're Katya, but the end of the season for me. Um, but of course, there are still upcoming games. So let's br- briefly mention the yeah, FA Cup so... final for the men and the Women's Champions League final are being played not only on the same day, but at the exact same time. And we're both, well, I think me more than you, but I'm gonna both, both relatively, both rel- but I think I'm more actively frustrated at, at it than you Well, are. because you actually probably care, I care about, about the, the outcome Cup. of both games. Yeah. I will be paying more attention to the Champions League game. Yeah, I have not quite yet decided. I'm kind one of goes hoping- on your TV and one goes on your computer. Yeah, I haven't decided which one's going to go on which yet. Um, Don't kid yourself. City's going to end up on your TV. Honestly, I'm not sure, Rachel. I'm honestly not sure. Her love for Barcelona is greater. I really do love my Barca ladies. Um, I'm kind of hoping that... Honestly, here's what I'm hoping. I'm kind of hoping that City is like blows out man U early so that i can or they get the blown out by united early that's not gonna happen i actually need to want city in the fa cup because i can't deal with united fans yelling at arsenal fans that they did better this year because they won the fucking fa cup so i actually need city to win okay sorry i just i appreciate that i guess 
I think it's funny that Man United fans, what they seem to be parroting most often about why they need to win the FA Cup is because they need to win the FA Cup so that they can make sure that they're the only European or English team that's ever won a treble. Um, oh, 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 I see, I see, I see. Maybe. Yeah. Which I think is a funny reason to want to win the FA. Like, I get it. Like, you want to be a spoil sport. I get it. But don't you also just, like, want to win the FA Cup? Like, oh, wow. even Marcus Rashford said it. Like, Marcus Rashford was like, we need to keep United so as the only team that's like, won the Manchester like, pride there. They probably wouldn't say that if they were playing Liverpool. They just, like, feel that way because of City. Yeah. It's just funny. It's just funny that they're, like, saying it. It's, it's, I, it's not as, like, I get the fan. I think it's particularly funny that, like, Marcus Rashford said it. Sure. Um, and I do, you know. He's Marcus Rashford. I love Marcus Rashford. It's literally impossible to hate Marcus Rashford. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like, I think it's illegal to dislike Marcus Rashford, actually. I think so, I too. Think, I think everyone is legally required to like him. He saved um, the children. Um, <laughs> but anyways, we're very frustrated that these games are being played simultaneously. Yeah, um, football world, do better. Generally speaking, all I have to say about the FA Cup is that I feel pretty good about it. Um, that's valid I don't really have that much that much else to say about it cool um city's city's been resting you know their top players for like two weeks so everybody should be fresh so sweet fresh as well because the men's champions league final is the weekend after this um and so last few games of the season coming up irrelevant for me but relevant for you um so do you have do you want to make a prediction about the women's Champions League final or not really? I mean, I think Barca's going to win, but I kind of think I might. I like kind of want Wolfsburg. Isn't Wolfsburg the, the upset? I don't know, but Barca's never won it before. So I also think like, oh, it'd be cool if Barca won it. Barca has. Didn't Barca win it two years ago? I don't think they did. Wait. Did I make that up? I didn't think they did. I thought they won it one year. Oh, they won it once. Wait, did they win it once? Oh, they did win it in 2021. Oh, I'm stupid. Okay. So I didn't make that up. Okay. They did They did win it two years ago. Um, what is the stat? Okay, sorry. Anyways, um, you know, I'm I'm definitely rooting for Barca. I, I want Barca to win it. Um... However, if I am, I will say, ultimately, I'm just glad that if they don't win it, it's not a fucking French team. Yeah, valid. I'm, I mean, I'd be that kind of not Lyon again. One. So, yeah, there's, I, you know, we talked before after the semifinals. I, I quite like quite a few of the players on Wolfsburg. Yeah. So, um, I will not be heartbroken. If Wolfsburg no. wins, I, I want Barcelona. It should be a good game. I yeah, mostly I just expect it to be a good game. I think it's going to be a really good game. I really hope it's going to be a really good game. Um, yep. So, well, so yeah, that's what I we mean, have to look. What we have to look forward to should be fun. Yeah, um, um, I think the last thing we wanted to sort of talk about is now that the Premier League season is over, we are starting to see some 
transfer rumors um, yes. popping around. Uh, so I think the the biggest ones I've seen, and, and pipe in if, if you've seen other ones, um, Mason Mount very much seems to have seems to be out at Chelsea. It is looking like uh Man U yep. is is what I've been seeing. There's a quick uh hint that Arsenal wanted him, but I don't think we actually care. Yeah, I I think yeah, but it looks like it's Man U. Um I think this is a shame. I have said before that I I quite like Mason Mount. Yeah, I we've think Chelsea fans yeah. have treated him very poorly um which i think is a real shame given he's a you know he's a chelsea boy like he came through them he's a you know he's there he should be you know their Saka and their you know sort of yeah. their phil foden like and yeah. i don't feel like they have treated him or their marcus rashford um I, I don't feel like they the the club or the fans have really treated him well yeah um so so part of me is kind of sad to see him go. Part of me is kind of like good for him. I will be eager to see him in a different setup to see if he can sort of flourish somewhere. Yeah. Um meanwhile it looks like Jao Felix's loan will not be is ending continued yeah. at Chelsea, so he's going to Go back to Atletico. Go back to Atletico, but it does sound like there are other Premier League teams sniffing around him. Yeah. Um, I, once again, think he's a great player. He just needs to be in the right place. Yep. Um, Chelsea was a shit show, and I don't think that's on him. Um, the other thing somewhat related to Chelsea, or I guess involving a Chelsea player, is it, uh, it very much sounds like Manchester City is going to pick up uh Kovacic mm. which I don't personally love I don't hate it um but I I think I don't love it more because what it really indicates to me it that indicates to me that Gundo is is leaving and mm. I really don't want Gundo to leave so I'm hoping I'm wrong about that being an indication of that or, you know, because I don't really see if Gundo's not leaving, like, it's sort of, Kovacic is a similar style player in that he can sort of play the eight and the six. Yeah. Uh, in the same way that Gundo does. And so I don't really see, like, what's the point of Kovacic if you have Gundo? Um, right. So yeah, that sort yeah. of seems to indicate to me that that Gundogan is going to leave, um, which I find really disappointing. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, like, I think it's fine. Like, I don't think they're going to pay that much for him in the grand scheme of things. Um, like, he's not going to be super expensive or anything like that. And if Gundo does leave, we do need somebody else in that position. I would generally prefer somebody younger, um, but Kovacic is 29, I think, so it's not like he's ancient. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of my thought on that. A um, couple other city rumors. Uh, Guardiola is being thrown around. 
you know, inquiries have been made. We'll see what happens there. Once again, similar sort of situation. I think City needs to offload some central defenders if they're going to bring in Guardiol. I think Imerick Laporte is probably first on that list. But once again, I don't really think that's a significant... I mean, Guardiol is younger. Um, so I'm, I'm not, like, opposed to that. But it is kind of... a like a like for like sort of, right. sort of swap yeah that makes sense um so it's it's a slightly in in this case it's a slightly younger model although i suppose with kovacic and, and good one it's it's a slightly younger version as well but not like young whereas variol is actually like legitimately young um yeah that's really all i've seen in terms of city um you know there's always there's some Discussions of of Alexis McAllister and, and potentially Liverpool City has expressed some mild interest, but it doesn't look like anything concrete. Um, and CISO could move, may not. Uh, Neymar, there appears going to be it appears like there's going to be quite some turnover at PSG. Yeah. Um, it looks like Neymar is moving out. I've seen his name thrown around in city circles. I don't want him at City. Oh, no. Um, I don't think anyone wants him on their team, though. That's the problem. Well, here's the problem. I think it's a real shame. Because I do... I like Neymar. And I think he's a great player. He cannot stay healthy. No. He just can't. It's been five years since he's played a full season. And not like him for you know having him for half a season is not worth it worth how much he would cost yeah um and i've seen some morons on city twitter who are like no you're you don't know ball if you don't want neymar and i'm like you sound like a fucking clown Mm -hmm. like anyway so I I don't think that was really serious, but it was thrown around in circles. So I thought I'd throw that one out there. Um, Declan Rice is still in the in the mix, still looking like it could Arsenal. be Arsenal. Um, Hopefully, fingers crossed. I've seen some interesting things about some Bayern players. Um, Alfonso Davies' name has been thrown around um in the city sphere but i've seen him his name in sort of rumors about spanish teams as well um i've seen actually joshua kimmich yeah has there's been quite some rumors about kimmich and i asked my previously mentioned friend who is a Bayern fan logan about whether he thinks there's any truth to them he does not he does not think there's any way that kimmich leaves Bayern. Um, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any, Messi is officially leaving PSG at the end of the season. Um, it is looking increasingly likely that it is either going to be Barca or Inter Miami. Yeah. It is looking increasingly. I heard some vague rumor. I don't know if you heard anything about this. I heard some vague rumor about some kind of group deal with Barca and Inter Miami. Yeah, I had seen that too. Not I don't really really know. sure how that would work, but I don't know how it would work either. I'm like not really paying attention to any of it until it's like done, kind of. 
because yeah. I don't have the time or energy. But that's what's floating around in the messy sphere. We do know one thing for sure, um, additionally as well, and that is Kareem Benzema is leaving Real, Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, it is very much looking like he is going to go to a uh, Saudi team. Money. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But sorry, no respect for that, but whatever. No, but it's sort of a weird situation with Benzema for me personally, because agree with you, no respect for the fact that he's just fucking off to Saudi Arabia to make money. But at the same time, I do kind of respect that he is choosing to leave Madrid with a year still left on his contract. Sure. Because I think he's just not good enough anymore and a lot of players don't do that yeah like they stay past when they should and i i like his decision to leave i don't like his decision where he's going if that makes sense yeah 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 yeah. i understand that um also we knew busquets was leaving um barca at the end of the season but jordi alba has also announced that he is leaving as well um, so the old guard is is really is really out at Barca. They were kind of the last two sort of standing, really. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think Busquets no. certainly it was time for him. Jordi Alba probably could have played another year or two, but I don't begrudge him um, going on his no. way. Um, I think that does mean though there is only one player left from the last time Barca won the Champions League, and that player is Marc-Andre Tristegen. Yeah. Unless, of course, Messi goes back, in which case he will as well. But we shall see. Um, Those were sort of the biggest rumors, sort of writ large. Um, Weston McKinney is returning to Juventus after his loan stint at Leeds. We have recently found out out that um, he's most likely not the only one who has it in his contract, but Brendan Aronson has a relegation clause in his Leeds contract, um, so we will see if he moves this summer. Um, and sort of, we should we'll also probably expect James Madison will move, yeah. um, given Leicester being relegated. So there's a couple of players, um, really James Madison and. And, you know, maybe some American players, maybe Tyler Adams, maybe Brendan Aronson. Those are maybes. Um, what to move in the summer. Uh, Christian Pulisic certainly looks like he's going to move. It's sounding more and more like Italy, which I think we had mentioned before as a good idea. Yeah. So we'll see about that. I think that's kind of it right now yeah it is we'll see in the next couple of weeks um sort of as these final couple of games we still have this weekend is the final game for for la liga and uh, ligon so while both leagues are decided um they do still have a game to play so after that and, and next weekend i expect we will start to see some of these these movements become official um and we will we will talk about that when that happens (music) 
Also worth noting, some World Cup women's World Cup rosters have begun to drop. Uh, we are aware of that. We do not intend on discussing it at this point in time. Um, we are going to wait and discuss them all at once um, in a sort of big World Cup preview when we are closer to that date. Uh, two things really happened recently with the U.S. Men's National Team. The interim coach left. Another interim coach has come in. Everyone is really annoyed about it because why won't they just appoint a fucking head coach? Yeah, it would be nice um, if they just did that. So everyone's like, can they please just get it over and done with and do that? The other thing is they have uh, dropped their roster for the Nations League. Uh, is This is not their Gold Cup roster. Um, nothing too crazy. I don't. I didn't notice any big misses. Uh, outside of players who are injured um, yeah. you know there's some players who are injured who aren't on the roster obviously but it is there's a handful of uncapped guys um, I noticed Austin Trusty was on there who we've talked about a little bit before because he's local to where we grew up um, but yeah we're going to see Balagun's debut um, with the U.S. yeah um, uh, the only person I noticeably missed um, is Paxton Aronson um, yeah is not in the squad. I am hoping that he is on the Gold Cup squad, but we will see. Um, yeah. Maybe. I don't really have anything else to say. This roster becomes less important because we don't actually have our head coach yet. Um, yeah, we're in I would agree. It doesn't coach, really say much. So it doesn't really say much. I don't think there have been many changes in who's gotten called up. There's nothing has really been shaken up. It's kind of par for the course. Everyone's just kind of running um in the in a straight line for the for the moment so we will see who ends up being that there the only other thing i wanted to to throw out there is that the under 20 world cup is happening right now um on the the boys side and the u.s under 20 team is doing quite well yeah they are through to i believe the quarterfinals uh and they have not yet conceded a goal Great, we should get that goalie onto our team then. Gargas on Nina. Um, oh, yeah. Chelsea property. Um, there you go. But yeah, anyway, so keeping an eye, I'm, I'm kind of keeping half an eye on, on that tournament um, to because there are some names we may we may see, you know, in, in two and a half years' time. Um, yeah, it'll be maybe next World Cup. Probably not. Probably not, not many of them, but maybe a couple of them. So. Uh, yeah. keep it an eye keep it an eye keep it half an eye on that half an eye um yeah keep it in half an eye on that tournament but that's uh i do think we went on a, or we i went on mm. a little bit of a tangent rachel's <laughs> giving me the eye because she's tired she wants to go to sleep it's um, like 11 30 and i have to wake up at like six for work tomorrow so hey i'm not judging i'm just saying it like it is um i think that's it it's, it was also my fault that we started recording so late because I was playing volleyball. So it is my fault, but I'm so fucking busy right now that here we are. Anyway. Um, anyways, we will be back at you next week to talk. Um, if there have been any official movements, uh, transfer movements, we will we will mention those. Um, but mostly we'll talk FA Cup final um, and the Women's Champions League final. Yep. And then, yeah, that'll that'll be next week. So um that's it for for now and we'll talk uh, to you soon yeah all righty bye